0: Welcome to our new podcast, the Property Forum podcast with Battle and Bunce. My name is Matthew Battle. I am the founder and director of UK Property Forums.
1: And I'm Alan Bunce. I edit the stories on the UK Property Forums website. I also have to correct Matthew occasionally and and, and check the things that he does.
0: Great, thanks Alan. It's great to have my dad right next to me. (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting those red lines in my next post. Our guest this week is Mike Schoen, COO of Haslam's Estate Agents, based in Reading and the Thames Valley.
2: I mean, some people use the analogy of more like a hotel, but it's probably a better analogy I would, to use a, a cruise liner. If you go onto a cruise liner, you have a cabin, and if you like in a built-to-rent scheme, that cabin is your apartment. So you still got an apartment with a kitchen and a bathroom and bedrooms and everything like that, and you can stay in that if you want, and it's very nice. But the difference is, and the analogy with the the cruise liner is, you've got the whole of the building and the whole of the boat that you can actually use as well. So if you want to use the gym or the treatment room or or the pool, or the business lounge, private dining, you can use all that. It's a community, if you like. So, yes, you've got your apartment, but you've got all these other facilities.
1: So here we are in the basement at Haslam's in the centre of Reading, uh, an area they, they call the bunker. Uh, we call it Studio One.
0: Welcome, Mike, to our first podcast. Firstly, before we get into the subject, I just wanted to, to sort of maybe explore a bit more about yourself, really. We'll talk more about Bill rent in a minute, but... Have you always been a property man or, or, or not? No,
2: no, I haven't. I have um, I started off in corporate life, worked for NatWest, mainly in the city for nine years. Then I worked for Johnson & Johnson in sales and marketing for five years. And then I was at uh, three uh, telco for three years. So I was one of the first people. So I think I was one of the first 20 people to work for what is now three. Uh, where I was head of global... Uh, mobile commerce, so buying and selling things on your mobile phone, and then I set up a property development company called Portster Homes, so I was a developer there, um, and merged that with Bewley Homes, so I was on the board at Bewley for three years, and then I uh, joined Haslam's to help run the business and drive new homes. Forward. So that,
0: because that, there's quite a strong marketing background there, so that mix between marketing and property development, you think that's, that's been helpful in the development for for Haslam's as I, over the last year or two
2: yeah very much I think that that is the thing that goes through my career is marketing which right. is all about the customer at the end of the day and I think that's what really gets me quite excited about build to rent is because it's all about the customer it's not about just building a nice looking block of apartments it's about the people that are going to live in there and how they're going to use it and interact with the building and the people
0: right yeah no that's that's really interesting and I mean, I know you and Alan knows you very much from the Reading market, but I know just 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 for a second, you're looking at a broader offer now in terms of the Thames Valley. How does that fit within all this? Because you're a bit more than just a Reading company these days, aren't you?
2: Yeah, we are. We're um, well. I think it start it started with new homes, really. So new homes, we can sort of take that anywhere. We don't need to be near a site to be able to market and sell it. And then that sort of now moved on to to build to rent. So um, you know, consumers in Cardiff or Chertsey or uh, where have you is is they're sort of very similar. Their needs are pretty much the same, whether you um, want to rent in Chertsey or you want to rent in Reading. Yeah. So in terms of how you use the building, so yeah, those insights we can use elsewhere, and tra- they translate across across different markets essentially. So yeah, we've been dealing with a lot of people, a lot of Certainly a lot of people in London, a lot of investors moving out that we've we've been advising. Um, on the lease upside, it tends to be more local, but certainly on advisory, it can be anywhere, really.
0: Right, OK. That's really interesting. We'll come on to, you mentioned about <coughs> Mosaic Living. Just Do you want to do a quick plug for that?
2: Yeah, Mosaic Living, we launched that last June. And really the insight for that was that, that um, there's a lot of people talking about Build to Rent, but not that not as many people actually doing anything. And we've actually done quite a lot. From a Haslam's perspective, we've leased up 250-odd units in Reading. Uh, that was hugely successful. Um, and we advi- we've been advising big pension funds and the like for the last six, seven years. So, And we've won awards for that advice as well. But in the whole scheme of things, Haslam's is actually quite a small a bit player. So yeah. we sort of looked at, well, how can we offer more? We've got clients that say, well, can you help on the development side? Could you help on the operating side? We can't do that as hazards, but we've we've got really good contacts like ourselves that have actually got experience that could do that. So that that's all come together under the Mosaic Living brand. So if, if a client comes to us and wants the whole shooting match, they want a, develop, a development manager, they want advice, they want someone who can operate, then we can do all that under the Mosaic brand banner. We've got various partners that we work with under that, those app.
1: That That's really helpful, very interesting. Alan, I've done most of the talking, <laughs> as is my way. My first question, which is I know you've alluded to this in the past in events that we've held, but I'm really interested in who the tenants are in Built to Rent because I was amazed how the demand has come from sort of nowhere and suddenly there's all these people who want to rent. And I grew up right. wanting to buy. And that's the only thing I think that seems sensible to me. So where's all these people come from who, who want to rent?
2: Well, I think, principally, people can't afford to buy. There's a lot of people that can't <laughs> afford to buy. So they've, they 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 still need a roof over their head. So they are forced into renting. Certainly, uh, and, a, and a lot of the prime, what I call build-to-rent hotspots, uh, where there are quite affluent renters, that's the profile that, that build-to-rent owners and operators tend to look for, they they don't mind spending money on added value services
1: is it a different lifestyle because they seem to want that generally don't have cars i take it so
2: well some of them do i mean it's i think the the difference is though and this is maybe where we need to come talk about the, the how, how you define the market there's what we call the private rental sector which is PRS for short that's been around forever and a day. So that tends to be your, your private landlord with an apartment or a house and they, they rent that either direct or through an agent like ourselves. That has been the whole of the market uh, until probably six, seven years ago when build-to-rent reared its head. So build-to-rent, it's still rental properties, but it's probably... I mean, some people use the analogy of uh, more like a hotel, but it's probably a better analogy, I would say... To use a, a cruise liner, if you like. So if you go onto a cruise liner, you have a cabin. Uh, and if you like, in a built to rent scheme, that cabin is your apartment. So you've still got an apartment with a kitchen and a bathroom and bedrooms and everything like that. And you can stay in that if you want. You don't need to, you know, and, and it's very nice. Those tend to be pretty similar to open market, new build. But the difference is, and the analogy with the, the cruise liner is you've got the whole of the building and the whole of the boat that you can actually use as well. So if you want to use the gym or the treatment room or the pool or the business lounge, private dining, you can use all that. So it's more it's a much more than that. It's a it's a community if you like. So yes, you've got your apartment, but you've got these other facilities within the build-to-rent scheme that you can use, and you can, and, it, and it, I suppose it's it's really responding to this whole subscription lifestyle. So people, you know, they subscribe to everything, you know, whether it's Netflix or uh, well, you rent everything. Now. Software, software, yeah. Yeah, ev- everything. You don't. A lot of people don't actually physically own anything anymore. They just subscribe to it on a monthly basis.
0: But, but that's really interesting about the subscription sort of culture, and I think that's a fascinating development but also you're sort of challenging the fact that people aren't you know our generation or maybe an earlier generation look to to buy something to have an asset mm. which they had as part of their portfolio if that's the right words it was something we all aspired to and are we saying that's now not the case
2: i think you know it's it's embedded in our culture our dna <laughs> as brits we like to own we would like to own our own house you know our castle and all that sort of thing but But the practicalities are that that's out of reach of a lot of people. Uh, And I think it's partly because, you know, interest rates have been low for years and years. So people, you know, asset owners and investment managers have been looking, well, where am I going to place my money? I've got to get a return. So there's been this sort of asset bubble. So house prices have increased far quicker than anything else. And it's Mm -hmm. sort of gone out of reach, well, certainly a lot quicker than uh, income's gone up. So it's gone further and further. So I think the aspiration's still there, but it's just the practicalities. where you can't do it. So people are having to rent uh, longer before they they buy if they can buy.
1: Are they mostly reluctant renters because they can't buy, or I mean, I, I look at them. I went to Thames Quarter once, mm. and I saw I just looked at the people that were mm. walking around, and they looked to me like the, the classic young professionals, and I thought that is the market I expected it to be
2: absolutely right Alan I think at the moment it is that that is the market that people are going for it's a low-hanging fruit it's your you know 25 to 40 year old they've come out of university they've lived in digs they sort of get it and they're in that subscription lifestyle already they go straight into it and it's plug and play you know it's a it's a you you go straight in you've got a community you may not even know the area I think also going back to my earlier point I think it's quite a it appeals to a tr- transient market that um, may be moving to London or certainly there's a lot of people that are moving to Reading, they're on a, maybe a 12, 18-month contract. So they're not going to buy because they're only here for 18 months. Yeah. A- and, you know, they're they're quite affluent. And the, when they're here, they don't know where where the best place to live is. So actually just go into one of these build-to-rent schemes and you've made friends. and and yeah. I, And I think the thing is, at the moment, what you're saying is, is absolutely correct it seems to be your typical young professional affluent person
0: and you mentioned about geography and reading we're obviously in here reading today but we're looking at where if you like the the satellite towns surrounding london is this a similar story for cambridge oxford west london is that in terms of build to rent is it a, a similar formula going on or is this something peculiar to the thames valley
2: where you've got these hotspots of renters, you know, quite affluent. That that there, and and I think the the main thing is you're near a transport hub. That that always helps because these yeah. these schemes tend to be fairly central to the city centres. I think Oxford's peculiar, and it it is for <laughs> it usually is because of you know the historic context of all the no. buildings. So it's very difficult. I think for for uh, build to rent schemes tend to be. 250 plus units to make it work because of the overhead that goes into it you've probably got seven or eight full-time staff in there just you know servicing that building and the community finding a a a new block of apartments in in oxford town city center for 250 plus units probably isn't going to be possible therefore any built rent schemes probably going to be pushed out to the margins and that may not work so well Mm. but certainly if you look down that thames valley all the way down where The Elizabeth line is there's built around all the way down there. Maidenhead, Get Living are just building four hundred and twenty-nine units there. I think that's going live later this year. That's right in the town centre. So um, Slough, there's no a few schemes aren't there? Slough. There's a few schemes on the on the horizon. Mm. Yeah, nothing confirmed, but you know there's a lot of building going on in Slough around it northwest quarter, etc.
1: Isn't there like a, a kind of scale within built to rent though? Because you've got the top of the range and not plug and play, but yeah. the the kind of cheap and cheerful, if you like.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So it's yeah, it's exactly that. You so you you've got what I call built to rent which is the, the, what I explained is that you've got bells and whistles there. Um, so, yeah. as I said, you've probably got seven or eight staff on a scheme of 250 units that are sort of you know front of house, back of house. There's a community manager. You have a night manager, a day manager. It's like a hotel. There's the, the other class is really what I call institutional PRS, which is basically an asset owner may have a block of 250 units, like the build-to-rent <laughs> scheme, but they they just let it out as individual apartments, so it's one owner owns the whole block. But they don't have the eight staff there. They don't put the business lounges in. They don't do that. So there are there are quite a few of those. And the other one I would say is probably what called co living, which is more akin to student living. So you've got you might have communal areas that you share, like maybe a kitchen, so they'll or, be cheaper or a lounge. One day. There'd be, they tend to be. Smaller, smaller a little, rooms, they? Yeah, they yeah. tend to be smaller and, um, uh, yeah, I would say generally cheaper.
1: One thing which I always think when I think of build-to-rent, because there are so many, particularly Reading's a great example because there's literally thousands coming to the town centre, thousands of units. I always think, well, is that a good thing? Because all those people don't really have a stake in the area, whereas if you live somewhere where most people own their houses, you can kind of think, well, it, you, you feel a little bit more assured that those people will look after the area, but people who don't really want to stay there more than a year, I I think, you know, I'm not sure if that's a a good thing.
2: The schemes that seem to be performing well, and the most advanced uh, areas are really Manchester, London, Birmingham, really Glasgow and Leeds are coming forward reading we've only got two schemes at the moment uh, that have launched and they've worked yeah. really well but i think the the ones that seem to work well have are rooted in the local community and i know that the community managers they're the people that run run them on behalf of the asset owners on the ground they try and get that local engagement so they bring in local businesses so they might have you know a pop-up restaurant that goes in once a month or something they might have you know local bands that come in and do a gig and things like that and also they use local services so you know i have dog walkers there's a lot of pets in these schemes so i've like um, a dog walkers you know put zumba classes on yoga classes all, all these sorts of things so they they do they're not sort of you know not gated developments that turn yeah. their back on the local community they're right in the center and I think a lot of people that actually live in these things, these residents, they they do want to be part of the community, which is why they want to be in the town centre. It's yeah. just they don't they don't know what they don't know. So this is a yeah. really good way of. Can, can to that. you
1: can you give an idea of what is the lowest kind of bill to rent rent and what the highest sort of the range that people pay?
2: It it, it depends on the area, to be honest. But what yeah. I would broadly say is, I mean, we track the PRS market, which is as I said, it's that that's your bog standard apartments and what have you so we track that and then we look at the premiums being achieved and obviously it depends on the the service and the that Mm. you're offering because obviously the more on offer like with anything you'd expect to pay more for it but generally i'd say in terms of what's been achieved certainly in reading i would say between 15 and 20 percent premium over prs is what's being achieved for rental wise
1: so is is, i would guess a thousand pound a month is at the lower end Yes, that's, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for,
2: for a one bed, that would be yeah, yeah. What, what, you'd what's the highest I mean, you need to expect. raise your? Uh, well, it depends. Size. I mean, it in Reddy's, we've yeah. we've we've achieved two two and a half thousand. You know, right? Yeah, but uh, I mean, and, and it can, it, and obviously everything depends on supply and demand. We probably but, get a bit but, more from that but, now. But,
0: but we come back to your analogy, which is you mentioned a minute ago, is that it's it's like a hotel. So in other words, you're paying for a service, and I think that's the bit. Which I'm going to take away from this is that idea that you're the the property you're, you're joining community, but it has a sort of uh, a different relationship with the tenant, and that's that's kind of this hotel idea.
2: It's not necessarily about the building. This is this is not about property development, which is why yeah. it, going back to the marketing yeah, thing, yeah. it's about right at the beginning you've really got to understand who's going to live in these things. It's not like with property residential, you know, we'll build a house and but we don't really need to know who the market is because we know someone's going to buy it. With these things, these some of these pension schemes, they're going to be owning these for 50 odd years. So, And, and the success isn't just going to be on the initial lease up. It's going to be on the ongoing service levels that are offered. So, And the best schemes, if you look at the best schemes from, and you look at the research I mean, and it's consistent. Is these schemes have friendly staff and helpful staff, and that's the top two things for the best performing schemes. It's not about now having a nice shiny building. It's that's important, but the most important thing is the staff.
0: Interesting. Um, just to bring it back to because we are, as I said a minute ago, we are in Reading. Uh, Lincoln Properties are currently not that far from here. Building quite a lot of um, built to rent yeah. and they're basing it on an american model i believe and the scale of it is large a do you think reading can cope with that and b do you think the timing's right for it because because i think it'll be one of the biggest schemes in the southeast once it's finished
2: well yes and yes i think oh, yeah. station hill i mean it's a fantastic scheme i mean real game changer for reading the build to rent element of it is in the phase one which is 538 units i believe Uh, the the wider scheme is 1300 residential units so some of those may still be built around but initially it's going to be 538 there's certainly uh, i mean we used to sell two or three hundred new build flats into the town center every year and that was absorbed and the way lettings is going, I can't see any different. Reading, as a council, have got to, I think there's like 16,000 new properties they've got to deliver by 2035, and most of those are going to have to be in the form of apartments. So, demand is there, whether you're buying or letting. I think key going forward will be how do you differentiate your bill to rent proposition versus the one next door? And therefore, it's really getting, you know, and again, back to the analogy with the, the cruise liners. You cater for different markets. You have different services that you offer, and you attract different people. Um, so you might have one for older older people, which would be perfect. You know, I think that this built to rent could be one of the solutions for older living. You just have communities with over over sixty year olds in there. Hmm. Yeah, there's all these little niches. So it's that that's going to be the key going forward. Is
1: there is there a market for you as an estate agent though? For when people have lived in built to rent, they might like the area then they might have kids and then think, well, we need a garden, and they'll look for a house perhaps
2: further out. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I mean, um, I'm always looking for an angle,
1: so
2: I'll i that's my own. That's a very that's commercial why. angle, Alan. I like oh, it. Yeah.
0: I didn't think you had it in you. But. I might
1: become an estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> easy okay that's very
0: helpful we've sort of come full circle with mike thank you very much for giving us a summary of the build to rent market your views on it within the bubble of the thames valley but actually these issues are relevant across the southeast uh, as the market evolves for this new asset class so once again on behalf of me and alan thank you very much for joining this podcast and uh, good luck with your respective business challenges
2: you're welcome thank you
1: If you'd like to find out more about what we do, you go to ukpropertyforums.com where we've got news stories every day.
0: And also information about our events. Please sign up.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.